morning, beautiful people. Okay, so today we're going to do something a little different. This morning is going to be called Breakfast with Jesus. We're going to sit in his presence and we're going to invite him to move. We're going to invite him to have his way. And we're just going to ask him to come and rest on us. Like This morning, I'm going to be going through a few things. I'm just going to be talking through everything that I'm doing. So this is really just a podcast to hear my thoughts, hear what I'm doing. I'm going to actually um, host um, Jose is actually on my mind this morning for our Bible study. So we're actually going to go there. H-O-S-E-A. And I'm reading from the NIV. So in my book, that's 1,400. Oh, it's literally almost right after. Oh, it's after Isaiah and Jeremiah. And limitations. Oh, I should read limitations. And Ezekiel and Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Interpretation of a dream. Wow. End times. Okay. So this um let me let me make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Hold on, because I want to say it right. Some of my Bible scholars out there that might try and get me. How do I? Okay. Hosea. Hosea. Hosea, Hosea, I'm still here. I'm just getting myself prepared. So today we're going to read out of Hosea, and then we're going to read um, New Mercies, uh, morning, New Morning Mercies, and then we're going to dive into 31-day prayer for my future husband, and then we're going to dive into Lord, prepare me to be a godly wife, and then to top it off, we're going to read A Woman of Destiny, Finding Our Purpose in Life. I need to send this text message real quick because, you know, because you know, you know, you know. Good morning. Y'all, I'm so excited because today is July. Hold on, let me see. I know I'm seven days away, but I gotta see, gotta see, gotta see. Let's see what today is. Today is July 17th, you all, and that means your girl birthday is in literally seven days. Next Tuesday, we're excited, July 25th. So, you know, God has been good. A lot of people haven't seen the age of 27. A lot of people haven't even seen the age of 20, 14, 9, 5. You know, a lot of, a lot of people haven't been able to experience this thing called life. And I'm here and I'm just so grateful for the grace and the mercy and the favor and the patience that God has been having with me. It's 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 really an honor. It's a blessing and sometimes we take it for granted, but you know, when you sit down and you really reflect on how good the Lord is to you, it's it's really something to talk about because God is so good. There's life all around us. There's life in us, you know. And although we might not be perfect, 
he's a perfect God. Like he reigns and he rules over everything and everyone. So it's, it's beautiful. All right, so this is what we've been doing. We about to get started. We about to get started. 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 We're going to play some background. No, we don't need no background music. We have background music. All right, gang, let's pray. And... Let's dive into our morning with the Lord. I even have breakfast in front of me. I'm going to eat breakfast. Like, this is going to be a good podcast. Just going to be us and the Lord. Us and the Lord. Oh, Father God in heaven, as we come to you this morning, we want to say thank you. Thank you, God, for all that you are, Lord. Lord, I pray for anyone under the sound of my voice that may be just tapping in to get a word of encouragement, Father. Father, I pray that you would rain down through me and use me as your vessel, Father, to speak to your people. Father, I come against any distractions, any negative thoughts within myself or within anyone under the sound of my voice. Father, I pray that this day we will place it in your hands, Father. And I pray, I pray that right now that we are surrendering this day to you, Father. And we're saying yes to you and we're asking you to have your way. Father, I pray for anyone that we come in contact with today. I just ask that they will be blessed by our presence. Father, I pray that we will say the right words. I pray that we will be the light and the salt on this earth, Father. Father, I pray that anyone right now in their family, near and far, that may be going through something traumatic or may need some type of healing, Father, or they're waiting on a breakthrough from you, Father. Father, I pray that they would take a second and just accept and assess the situation, Father, and just see how they're learning from it, Father. But beyond that, I just pray that they would they would really understand the lesson behind the season that they're in and they will give it to you, Father. Father, I pray for increase over myself and the person under the sound of my voice. I pray for healing over myself and the person under the sound of my voice. I come against the spirit of drugs and addiction, Lord. I ask that it cease right now in the name of Jesus. And I just ask that you will walk with us and walk walk with us through this season of our life that we're currently in father father we want to magnify your name and we want to glorify your name and we want to lift your name up high because that's who you are you're a glorious god you're a gracious god you're a magnificent god you're a loving god father and father i thank you for jesus i thank you that he has you have sent your son which is really my brother here on earth lord and you know, he did, he showed us the ways that we should go and he showed us the characteristic of a person that we shall be, Father. So I pray that we will be more like Jesus because that brings us closer to you. So, Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus and I thank you for the person under the sound of my voice. May they be blessed unexpectedly today, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell y'all, every time, literally every time I come from praying, closing my eyes, talking to the Lord. I open my eyes and everything just seems to be a little bit brighter. <laughs> I hope everyone had a great night's sleep. Like I said, we're going to be reading from Hosea today. And I like to read the entrance of the book, like the beginning page of the book, understanding the concept um, of the purpose and like what what is this book going to even be about. So I'm going to read it with you all. We might take a little break to sip some water or eat some breakfast, but who knows? Who knows? So, Hosea, the purpose of this book is to illustrate God's love for his sinful people. Wow. Hosea, son of Bari, Hosea's name means salvation. The original audience is the people of Israel, the north, the northern kingdom. This book was written approximately in 715 BC, according to events from about 753 to 715 BC. I think BC means before Christ. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm just a young woman in relationship with the Lord, trying to understand the Lord, not a perfect woman, okay? 
Um, so the setting of this story is Hosea began his ministry during the end of a pros prosperous but morally but moral declining region of Jeroboam. Y'all listen, before we even go any further, just understand. If you've been keeping up with my podcast, if you've been here, when it comes to these big words, okay, y'all know your girl is like, huh, Lord? Like, what's up? So I'm make, probably making names up in my head just to get the word out. But when the Lord wrote this book, he definitely probably was like, oh, yeah, she she going to talk about this. Because <laughs> some of these words, I don't even know how to pronounce, y'all. I'm a Caribbean girl. I and it sound the same to me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, so, but this was a, the upper class were doing well for themselves, but they were oppressing the poor. Mm. He prophesied until shortly after the fall of Samaria in seven, seven, 722 BC. The key verse of this chapter of Hosea is, the Lord said to me, go show your love to your wife again. Though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress, love her as the Lord loves the Israelites. Though they turn to other gods and love the scared raisin cake. Hosea, the key people of this book is Hosea, Gamora, and their children. The key place is the northern um, kingdom, Israel, Samaria, and Euphramium. Euphramia? Euphramium? Euphramium? The special feature is Hosea employs many images from daily life. God is despised as husband, lion, leopard, bear, drew, rain, and moth. Among other things, Israel is pictured as wife, sick, person, vine, rape, early fruit, olive tree, woman in childbirth, oven, morning mist, shaft, and smoke, to a f to name a few. So that's, okay, so that's what they'll be referring to when they use some of these words, okay? So let's jump right in. Hosea, groom's man stand at attention as the music swell and the bride Remember, the bride is the Lord. And the bride begins her long walk down the aisle, arm in arm with her father. The smiling but nervous husband-to-be watches every step, his eyes brimming with love. Then, happy tears are shed, vows stated, and families merge. A wedding is a joyous celebration of love. It is a holy mystery of two becoming one and two becoming one of beginning life together and of commitment marriage is ordained by god and illustrates his relationship with his people thus the violent the violation of the scared the snared vows of marriage is a great tragedy God told Hosea to marry a promiscuous woman and revealed to him ahead of time that she would be unfaithful to him. Although she would bear children, some of these offsprings would likely be fathered by others. In obedience to God, Hosea marries Gamar. His relationship with her, her adultery, and their children began living prophetic examples of, of Israel. The book of Hosea is a true love story, real, tragic, and true. Transcending the tale of a young man and wife, it tells God love for his people and the response of his bride. A covenant had been made and God had been faithful. His love was steadfast and his commitment unbroken. But Israel, like Gomorrah, was adulterous and unfaithful, springing God's love and turning instead of, I'm sorry, sprawling God's love and turning instead to false gods. 
Then after warning of judgment, God reaffirms his love and offers reconciliation. His love and mercy were overflowing, but just the justice would be safe, served, sorry. This book begins with God marriage instructions to Hosea. After Hosea and Gomorrah was married, Gomorrah bore children, and each was given a name, a divine message in Hosea 1. Then, as predicted, Gomorrah left to pursue her lusts. But Hosea, whose name means salvation, found her, redeemed her, and brought her home again. Full Reconciliation Image of God, Love Full recon Reconciled Images of God's love, judgment, grace, and mercy were woven into their relationship. Next, God outlined his case against the people of Israel. Their sins would ultimately cause their destruction and would rose his anger, resulting in punishment. But even in the midst of Israel immorality, God was merciful and offered hope, expressing his infinite love to his people. Hosea 11 says more about that. And the fact that their repentance would bring about blessings. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. The book of Hosea dramatically portrays our God constant and persistent love. As you read this book, watch the prophetic, the prof, watch the prophet summit himself willing to his Lord's direction. Grieve with him over the unfaithfulness of his wife and his people and hear the clear warning of judgment then reaffirms your commitment then reaffirm your commitment to being God's per per person faithfully in your love and true to your vows wow God is good like, he tells this man to go marry her, although God knew. They both knew she was going to leave him. But God is basically telling us, you know, that God reaffirms his love and offers reconciliation. And his love and mercy was overflowing and justice would be served. Like, God is letting us know, listen, I'm in control. Hello. I'm in control. I know what I told you to do. It might not seem, it might not seem like you want to do it. But, hey, trust me trust me because there's reconciliation and there's blessings in what I tell you to do. Wow. That was a word for me too. There's blessings in what God tells us to do. I'd write that one down. There's blessings in what God It's so crazy how God is being a, a merciful God when he says that, you know, instead of the people turning to him, they turn to false God, but gods, but yet God still showed his mercy and his grace for these people. Like, I just think it's so, God is so good. God is so good. All right, let's eat a little piece of egg white. I'm having egg whites and blueberries for breakfast. Mm-hmm. With a little bit of ketchup. Y'all don't like ketchup on y'all eggs. Mm. Leave your comments to yourself, LOL. All right, so Hosea's wayward wife. God's wayward people. Okay. More of the breakdown. Hosea, let me get my my help me read. Hosea was commanded by God to marry a woman who would be unfaithful to him and would cause him many heart aches. Just as Gamara lost interest in Hosea and ran after lovers, we too can easily lose appreciation for our special relationship with God and pursue the dreams and goals that do not include him. When we compromise our Christian distinct distinctives, and adopt the ways of the world, 
we are being unfaithful. How many of us can truly say that we're being unfaithful? I know I'm in a season where I can say that I'm not pure. I'm really not pure. So there are things that I'm like, all right, Lord, I know you don't like this. Help me break this habit. Help me break this sin. Help me break this mindset, you know, because it even says that we adopt the ways of the world and that's what's unfaithful to God, you know. So that was the blueprint of the wayward wife and then the wayward God's wayward people. God wanted the people in the northern kingdom to turn from their sin and return to worship him alone. But they persist precise in their in their wickedness. Throughout the book, Israel is described as being ignorant of God, having no desire to please him. Israel did not understand God at all, just as Gomorrah did not understand Hosea. Like a loving husband, patient father, God wants people to know him and turn to him daily. Hallelujah. God wants people to know him. You need to write that down. That one straight out the word. Turn to him. How many of us are actually doing that? How many of us are turning to God daily? Are you? Are you? Ask yourself. I can say that I am. I'm turning to God daily. I'm working on it. It's only him. Only him that I want. It's really only him that I want. And my perfect note, he's working on me. He's working on all of us. If anyone think they're perfect, I'm going to need to talk to them. Because mm, the person that's perfect died for our sins, you know? I have more breakfast. I'm actually getting a little hungry now. Thank the Lord. I'll be, I don't know why my stomach be acting like it don't want to eat breakfast sometimes. My fault. All right, let's continue. Oh, that blueberry tastes good. Hmm. All right. So the mega themes, explanation. We're gonna keep. We're just gonna keep reading, y'all. We ain't even hit chapter chapter one yet. This is really all just introduction of Hosea. So the nation's sin. Just as Hosea's wife Gomorrah was unfaithful to him. So the nation of Israel had been unfaithful to God. So basically what Hosea is, is showing us in comparison is the comparison, I'm writing as I'm speaking, comparison of the wife unfaithfulness and the nation unfaithfulness to God. Like, that's the comparison that's going on right here. Like, that's crazy. Okay. Idolatry was like adultery. Okay. Oh, I like this book already. So, yeah, basically what it's comparing is comparing to something that's good and something that the world wants to do. So, if God is telling us to do this or God's telling us to not do something or not have other gods before us what what the word is saying is that help me holy spirit what the world is saying is that it's comparing how the lord told hosea like your wife is going to be unfaithful to you and basically unfaithful hosea's wife being unfaithful is a comparison to god letting us know our unfaithfulness in the world like what we do in the world is what makes us unfaithful to god like when we turn to God, well, I'm sorry, when we turn to the world, we're unfaithful to God. Y'all got it? Period. As you should. Just keep it going. One more bite. Okay.
Tarya, I had to chew. The people had sought relationships with Assyria and Egypt in pursuit of military might. And they had mixed Baal worship with the worship of God. Mm -mm. We know that ain't right. Like Amara and the Israelites, we can chase after others' love, love of power, pleasure, money, recognition. The temptation in the world can be very seductive. Are we loyal to God, remaining completely faithful to Him? Or, wow, whatever that is, needs to be off the road. I don't know if y'all heard it, but that needs to be off the road. The temptation in the world can be very seductive. Are we loyal to God, remaining completely faithful to Him? Or have others love, have other loves taking his rightful place? So do we love power, pleasure, money, recognition more than we love God? Like, do we strive for that or what? And I hope the answer is no. If the answer is not no, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Because now you know. They say when you know better, you do better. Although sometimes that don't really work. <laughs> Because sometimes when we know better, we don't always do better. <laughs> like, that's horrible. I'm laughing because it's horrible, you know. So just try and shift your focus. Like, if you feel like you put a lot of energy into power, pleasure, money, and recognition, like, from the world. Actually, if you think you put energy, more energy into the world than you place it into God, then I would recommend that you just shift your focus and try and ask God to remove lord strip me of anything that's not of you and lord i ask that right now in the name of jesus i ask that anyone under the sound of my voice lord strip us from anything lord that is not of you and we're okay with it we are okay with it we are okay with it you have to be okay with it lord prepare me for the preparation and when the preparation comes lord continue to work with me as i work through the preparation of what you have already prepared me for but in order for us to get to the preparation and to the blessing of what God has for us, we first have to be stripped down. I'm speaking to myself too, right? You know what I'm saying? We have to be stripped down from our idolatry of our idolizations, of our love, of our pleasure, of our money, of everything that's not of God, of our sins. Is it okay to fall short? I'm the person to say, if you know you fell short and you're giving and you're being vulnerable to God, then it's okay. But if you fall short and you try to close the door and say, ah, well, I'm just going to ignore that, then you know that's something you need to face. But in order for us to get to the preparation and to the blessing of what God has already had for us, then you know what we got to do, right? We got to get stripped down. We got to, Lord, strip me. Strip me, strip me, Lord. Strip me. All right, let's keep it going. God's judgment. Hosea solemnly warned Judah against following Israel's example. Because the people of Judah have broken the covenant, they turn away from God and forgotten their maker. We don't want to be like that. They experience a devastating invasion and exile. Sin has terrible consequences. Even today, the disaster is sure to follow in gratitude towards God and rebellion. The Lord is your only true refuge. If you harden your heart against him, he will find no safety or security. I'm sorry. If we harden our hearts against him, we will find no safety or no security anywhere else. We cannot escape his judgment. Go ahead and write that down. If we harden our hearts towards the Lord, if we harden, you're driving, hey, just play this back later, you know what I'm saying? If you harden our hearts, against him we will find 
no safety or security anywhere else. We're going to have a little quick commercial break. Y'all, if you didn't know, now you know. I am the founder of Reconstructed by Sam, which is located in Gwinnett County, Georgia. I am also the founder of Fit Sam Collection, which is an active clothing line. We not only sell clothes, but we sell fitness accessories as well. And I am also the host of Fit Sam Community, which you guys are tapped into right now where she begs for nothing, she believes she can have everything and she knows for a fact that she is a good thing. She is a woman becoming a kingdom woman. And we want to thank God for that. Um, so thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you share this podcast. Make sure you take some time and stroll and see what what um, topic speaks out to you. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm just a young woman in her 20s, searching for the Lord and, you know, not even searching because I got him, but just walking in relationship with the Lord. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that you guys are listening and tuned in right now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Commercial break over. Back to the word. All right. God's love. Just as Hosea went after his unfaithful wife, to bring her back, the Lord pursues us with his love. His love is tender, loyal, unchanging, and undying, no matter what. God loves us. Have you forgotten God or became disloyal to him? Don't let prosperity diminish your love for him or let success blind you to what you need from his love. Ooh, I like that. Let's write that down, y'all. Don't let. We're just going to write, don't let success blind you. Where we at? Where we at? Okay. Blind you to your need. Of his love. Ooh. I love that. I love that. I actually love that. Don't let success blind you of your need for his love. <sighs> Thank you, Lord. More breakfast. I hope you guys are, um, ate breakfast this morning. I would say this breakfast is brought to you by somebody else, but nope, it's brought to you by me. Your girl know how to cook. All right, last but not least, before we actually jump into chapter one, y'all, this whole part has just been an introduction. Love it. Restoration. Although God will discipline his people for sin, he encourages and restores those who have repent. True repentance opens the way to new beginnings. God brings forgiveness and restoration. Even now, there is hope for those who turn back to him. No loyalty, achievement, or honor can compare to the joy of loving him. Hallelujah. Turn from those who turn back to him. Turn for those who turn back to him. Mm. No loyalty, achievement, or honor can compare to the love, to the joy of loving him. Turn to the Lord while you still have a chance. No matter how far you astray, God is willing to forgive you. I love that. Let's write that down. We write down a lot, right? The word is so good. It just speaks so loudly. No matter how far No matter how far you have 
gone or what we did, like if we turn to God, God will forgive us. Will it be easy? Uh, no, but he will forgive us. In the process of forgiveness, he's teaching us. He's going to teach us, continue to teach us, you know? All right, let's jump into the word. We're going to just read chapter one together because we still have FOMO books to read, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right, Hosea's wayward wife. Hosea highlighted the perils um, between his relationship with Gomorrah and God's relationship with the nation of Israel. Although the people made a covenant with the one true God, they have gone after false God. In the same way, Hosea marries Gamara, knowing ahead of time that she will leave him. Hosea tenderly deals with his wife in spite of her sin. And God is merciful towards his people despite of their sin. God has not changed. He is still merciful and forgiving. Yep, that's the title right there. Hallelujah. God has not changed. He's still merciful and forgiving. The word of the Lord, this is chapter one. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea, son of Beri, Beri, during the reign of Esau, all these big words, if y'all are following along, boom, we're going to go to verse two, hallelujah. Hosea, wife and children, when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty and unfaithful to the Lord. So he married Gamara, the daughter of Dabalin, Dabalin, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call him, I like this name, but I am a mess it up right now. <laughs> I want to say Jairus, like, that's just my English. We're going to call him Jake. The Lord said to call him Jake, because I will soon punish the house of Jarhar for masquerade at Jake. And I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's bow in, a valley, in the, valley, the valley of Jake. Gamora conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. The Lord said to Hosea, call her. La Lo Ro Ahim Lo Ra Amhin. Anyways, y'all, hallelujah. We're gonna call her Lo. Her name is Lolo, okay? And basically, what that means is not loved. For I will no longer show love to Israel that I should, I should at all forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah and I will save them. Not by bow, sword, or battle, or by horse or a horseman, but I, the Lord, their God, will save them. Hallelujah. After she had mourned, lo, Gamar had another son. Then the Lord said to him, Wow, call him Lo Ahim, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Yet the Israelites will be like the sand and the seashore, which cannot be measured or counted. Wow. In the place where they was, in the place where it was said to them, You are not my people, they will be called children of the living God. Wow. The people of Judah and the people of Israel will come together and they will appoint one leader and will come up to the land for the great, uh, for the, for great will be the day of the first son, which is Jay. The breakdown, Hosea was a prophet during the kingdom. He served... One and two, did God really order his prophet to marry a woman who would commit adultery? Some find it difficult to believe that God would make such requests. View this story as an illustration, not a historical event. 
Many, however, regard this story as historical and give one of these explanations. According to God's law, a priest could not marry a prostitute or divorce woman. But Hosea was not a priest. Gomorrah may not have been may not have been a promiscuous woman when Hosea married her. And God was letting Hosea know that Gomorrah would later turn to adultery and prostitution prostitution. In case Hosea knew ahead of time that his wife would be unfaithful and that their married life would become a living lesson to the adulterous northern kingdom. Hosea married an unfaithful woman with illustrated relationship with his unfaithful nation of Israel. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. And I'm just going through y'all just reading the breakdown of, you know, the breakdown of the breakdown of the Bible, you know? Um... Verse 2 and 3. We can hardly imagine Hosea's feeling when God told him to marry a woman who would be unfaithful to him. He may not have wanted to do it, but he obeyed. God often required extraordinary obedience from his prophet who were living in tremendous times. God may ask for you for your extraordinary obedience at some point in the future. If he does, how will you respond? Will you obey whatever he asks you to do? Trusting that he knows everything has a special purpose for your request. Will you be able to accept the fact that the pain involved in obedience may benefit those you serve, but not you personally? Ooh, that's a word. It says, will you be able to accept the fact the pain Involved in obedience may benefit those you serve, but not you personally. Wow. We do things and we, we want to get the benefits of it. But God is like, what if I tell you your obedience is for someone else's breakthrough? Mm, hallelujah. That deserve a, a bite of, of some eggs right now, y'all. Because that was a word. Because my obedience is someone else's breakthrough. Wow. Okay, Lord. I see you. Wow. Verse 4 and 5, chapter 1. Isaiah had predicted that the family of King Ahab of Israel would be destroyed because of their persistent wickedness. But Jah you're going to call him Jah, would be fulfilled in this prophecy, would go too far in carrying out God's command. Therefore, Jadon's dynasty would also be punished in the valley of Jade, the very place where he had massacred Ahab's family. God promised to put an end to Israel as an independent kingdom. Break Israel vow. Mm. Came true 25 years later. When, wow, when the A, when the A conquered the northern kingdom and carried the people into captivity. In verse 6 and 9, we read that Gomorrah bore Hosea a son. Here we learn that Gomorrah bore to two more children, but the Bible gives no indication that Hosea was their natural father. Wow, 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 wow. So some translations imply that he was not. Whether or not the children were Hosea, the key the key to this part of the story is found in the names God chose for the children. They show his reaction of Israel's unfaithfulness. God reacts to unfaithfulness the same way today. 
it is only through our complete and undivine devotion that we can fully honor and worship him as the one true God. Wow, yeah, God did say, yeah, they're not my people. He said, which mean not love. And then the next one, the next low word was not my people. God ain't playing with these folks. He ain't playing with us. Israel and Judah had, I'm on, I'm doing the breakdown of verse 1 and 7. Israel and Judah have been a united kingdom until David and Solomon. After Solomon's death, civil strife caused the nation to divide into the northern kingdom. Israel, those capital was, whose capital was Samaria, and the southern kingdom, Judah, whose capital was Jerusalem. Although Hosea spoke mainly to the northern kingdom, his concern, like God, was for the entire nation of Israel, including those from the south kingdom of Judah, just as he prophesied, God helped Judah helped Judah because Judah had a few kings who honored him. Shortly after defeating Israel, the assigned emperor, big word, invaded Judah and besieged Jerusalem. He was driven off by the angels, powerful and dramatic intervention mm. so you know y'all when i read the bible i be thinking i'm like i wonder if i'm from the northern or the southern i'm gonna say south <laughs> or y'all actually be from the north i'm crazy which 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 kingdom y'all think y'all from based upon your actions i think i'm southern i'm wherever david and solomon them is from you know, I yeah, that's me. Where are you from? Where you think you from, y'all? I'm gonna give you some time to ask the Lord that. God said he would personally rescue the people of Judah from their enemies with no help from foreign armies or weapons. Although God asks us to do our part in all our endeavors. We should remember that he is not limited to human effort. Wee, hallelujah. His work transcends our greatest abilities. But God often chooses to do his work through people. Wow, we love that. We love that. Got to bring my mic a little closer. You know what I'm saying? He chooses to do his work through people. Because it is good for them and reminds them to rely on him for their purpose and for help. You are very important to God, but on your own, you have neither the ability to fulfill nor the power to disrupt God's plan. You were created to do the work God has for you in order to accomplish his great purposes. Love that, love that, love that, love that. Love, 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 love. Love that. I hope y'all are encouraged. Because we just had a whole conversation about the Lord. Hallelujah. Some may understand, some may not understand. But like the Lord says, he's speaking parables. And I do believe that, you know, not everybody going to understand. But when the Lord speaks and when he moves, we already know how that works. If we hear it, we hear it. I just ask that the Lord would move and if you feel like you need to replay this like replay it because it's a lot of value although my english for some of these bible words ain't really it the main message was still proclaimed the main message was still delivered by grace by a merciful god by god telling us to do stuff out of obedience and it may not benefit us but it's going to benefit the people around us how obedient are we willing to be? Do you think you're from the north or the southern part of the kingdom? Do you depend on God for everything? Do you know that you cannot live this life without him? Do you know that God is willing to rescue you from your sins if you would just give it to him? Do we know that? God created us. 
to do work and to accomplish his greatest purpose. Be blessed, be encouraged, let's pray. Father God, as we come together and we continue to glorify you, Lord, we say thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for this stillness right now, Lord. Thank you for living, breathing life. Lord, thank you that we were able to be filled up this morning by your word. Father, we are here on purpose. May nothing come in between what you have planned for us, Lord. Lord, we will continue to say yes to you. If it's anything in our lives, Lord, that we need to surrender to you, Lord, we ask that we do that. Thank you in advance for all you're doing. Thank you in advance for all you have done. Lord, we love you so much. Begin to tell the Lord how much you love him. Lord, we love you. Let your heart cry out for the Lord. Lord, we love you. Thank you for being a merciful God. Thank you for the beautiful birds. He said the birds shouldn't worry about what they eat or drink, Lord, so why should we? Thank you for your promises, Lord. Hallelujah. For your glory, Lord, we will do anything. Help us to continue to be like you, Lord. At the end of the day, we can't do this life without you. honor you, Lord. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen.